Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. And I'm sorry to our <laughs> listeners for forcing them to watch this movie and to Charlotte in advance for how this discussion is probably going to go. Oh, and Charlotte. For those, <laughs> and for those who haven't listened to any episode before this, I'm also Anthony. All right. For those of you who do not yet know, we are covering Mariah Carey's 2017 All I Want for Christmas is You. And as for a quick plot synopsis... I am not going to pin this on anybody else. I will take full ownership for what I wrote and read it myself. In an attempt to further profit off of her wildly successful modern classic, All I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah Carey wrote a children's book that no one asked for that has now been turned into the movie that we're discussing this week. Mariah is an insufferable, unsympathetic, and selfish child hell-bent on getting a dog, despite the fact that her father is allergic. Instead of getting the message, she continues to pester everyone around her year after year after year about wanting a dog. To dissuade her, partially because he's spineless and incapable of telling his children no, her dad brings home a stray dog, brings home a stray dog under the auspices of it being her uncle's. The dog upends the family and the town's Christmas. Also, Mariah can have her way. <laughs> so, Tom, are you a Mariah Carey fan? I am not a Mariah Carey fan. <laughs> I do not like this song. I do not like this movie. My mom is a huge Mariah Carey fan. Like and all the Mariah Carey or the Christmas Mariah Carey? All the Mariah Carey. Well, the all older Mariah Carey stuff. Yep. Hey, I can I can appreciate that, right? I feel like if you loved Mariah Carey when she was hot in the 80s and 90s, then it would make sense to me for you to continue to like her. I like the Mariah Carey Christmas stuff. <laughs> Marty and I had a good discussion on this. I was finishing watching the movie just a few minutes before we started recording and the song came on at the end and I'm like, man, I don't like this song. He's like, you know what? I really don't like the song either. But when I hear it on the radio for the first time at Christmas, I get very excited because it's like, I know this is a Christmas song. This is on the radio. It is Christmas season. And I'm I like, I can appreciate it for that. I love that song. I do. It is one that if you love it, you will hear it over and over and over and over and over again every year without fail. And I can respect what I can respect what 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 Marty's saying. It makes sense. Um, it's just not my jam. I don't know how much of it is uh, Mariah Carey and how much of it is maybe a subtle rebellion against my mom. Instead of Whitney just Houston was much more my jam than Mariah Carey, I have to say. Yes, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. She had an amazing voice. I mean, unbelievable. She's still my favorite version of the uh, national anthem. Oh. Whitney Houston. It was a good version. It was a good version. 
Well, I liked her version better than Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. Did you Dolly Parton, did you hear that they're doing a nine to five sequel with the original cast? Oh, <gasps> what? Mm-hmm. With the original cast? Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda, and Lily, Lily Tomlin. Shut the front door. I love that movie. Yeah. I watched that movie far before I should have given the fact that it's pretty darn inappropriate when you stop and think about like a five or six year old watching it and remembering it vividly. <laughs> My mom liked the movie. I didn't realize until years later that there was pot, there was inappropriate <gasps> sexual office dramatics, there was so much stuff in that movie that I did not even know what was happening. I just thought the animated bunnies were so funny and so cool. Did not realize until later that's a big old acid trip, <laughs> pot trip. Oh. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad I could give you some excited news tonight, Julia. You I have never seen that's it. super exciting news because I, I love also, that movie. I also did not know Hanoi Jane was in it. So that's in, something else I learned today too. Oh, you didn't know she was a nine to five? Like the original one? I've never seen it. Oh, you got to see it. It's so great. Like I'm not a Jane fan, Fonda fan, but but I, I really like that movie. When we did our indie art craft fashion show here in Tulsa, uh, Indie Emporium, we did a couple years at the vfw hall mm-hmm. and uh julia would was there but she would not probably does not know this in the men's restroom all the urinals had uh bullseyes with hanoi jane in the middle of them oh my god that is so funny you have a picture of that because that would have been awesome oh uh, i probably do somewhere um if not i may need to make another trip back to that little dive that's the but, most vfw thing that's ever vfw'd right i love that that's hilarious I think we're all avoiding the inevitable discussion of this movie. So well, we got to put some on this episode. So I want two histories. I want your history with the the song and the movie. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll go for the. I'll do the song and then the movie. Okay. So <laughs> I love the song. Just have, always have, puts me right in the mood for Christmas. It's one of the first ones that comes on the radio every year. So I can appreciate what Marty was saying, Julia. Once you hear it, you know it's the season officially. Yep. Um, I love it. I can't really tell the difference between the regular version of the song and the extra Christmassy version they released. Uh, maybe it has a little more jingle bells. I don't know. I can't tell the difference listening to them, but I did not know there were two versions. Yeah. Interesting. But I liked it. I like it. I really Man, like it. You're teaching us all the things today. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as for the movie, this movie came out last year and it was put on my radar by one of our loyal favorite listeners, Charlene. She, she had posted on Twitter, um, just watch Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. It was absolutely adorable. Kids will love it. Shoot. I loved it. LOL. And I said, what channel is it on? It's a Christmas special now? Because I had no idea. Just like I, and then I had no idea it was a book either beforehand. So she told me it was on Amazon. It was brand new. And it was worth a watch. And I said, awesome, I'll check it out. And then we scheduled it. For, so I watched it. And uh, <laughs> I was not a fan. <laughs> and yet, because Charlotte is such a loyal listener, we put it on the schedule for this year because I was like, oh, she kind of recommended that movie, which she did not remember. 
<laughs> when uh, listening to last week's episode, I guess, and then she found the old uh, tweet conversation said, oh, I guess this is it, LOL. <laughs> um, so yeah, I watched it for the second and probably my last time a few hours ago. So hard to get through. And uh, <laughs> I'll leave it there for now. How about you, Julia? Um, so, so when the song came out in 1994, I can almost guarantee you I quite liked it. Just given my age, um, I'm sure that, that I enjoyed the song. Uh, I don't enjoy it anymore, and I would like to attribute that mostly to the fact that it is played incessantly, and I've, I just don't I, – I have the absolute – absolute opposite reaction whenever I hear it now. I kind of coil within myself and my skin starts to fly off my bones. So I try and not listen to it if I can help it. But to Marty's credit, um, it does still give me some Christmas feels. So it's an awkward reaction. Um, I totally get, by the way, like why people would be turned off because of how often it's played. Like, yeah, hundred percent get it. It's, but it I, still does it for me. I think Mariah Carey is extremely talented. She's got really remarkable range, but so much of her personality seeps into everything she does, and I cannot tolerate the woman. I think she's. Ah, I just don't like anything that she stands for. So that doesn't help me with this movie at all, because this movie is very Mariah Carey on so many levels. <laughs> Like all Mariah Carey. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of the movie. It felt very, very long at an hour and a half um, to a point where I think I was halfway through and I tapped on my phone to see how much time I had left and realized I was only halfway through and I kind of wanted to die a little bit. How a movie about a dog and a kid goes so wrong for me, I will never know. But this one did. So not a fan. What about you, Tom? My mom was a Mariah Carey fan, like I said. Um, she played it a lot while I was growing up. I grew up on more of the classic American Christmas songs. So Mariah, uh, I wasn't ever really a fan. And so her Christmas music kind of fell into that. You know, I hear it all the time. Somebody, to remain nameless, put it on the Tis the Podcast playlist on Spotify. <laughs> so whenever I play that, inevitably, for whatever reason, that song comes on shuffle every time. Ha- hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs> As far as this movie goes, I watched it over Christmas when I was looking on Amazon Prime for Christmas movie. I was like, huh, what is this? And I made it about 15 minutes in and turned it off and didn't think I would ever finish it again. And then it made its way to our list. Thanks to the same somebody who put it on Spotify. Thanks, yes, thanks to the same person who finds me of Mariah Carey through our Spotify. Uh, so I had the pleasure of watching it yesterday. It held my daughter's attention, but did nothing for me. So let's jump into this film. Let's get the credits out of the way. Guy Vasilovic is the director. He has no notable directing credits to his name. Not surprised. He is a sheet timer for several films and character designer and worked on Garfield and Friends back in the 90s. Guys, Garfield had an amazing Christmas special. Yes, I don't remember it. When they went to Grandma's house. Yes. I was, was not a big Garfield fan. I used to have the little... Uh, they published it as a 
comic strip for kids, like the Christmas special. And I used to have it. And I was reminded of it because one of our fellow Christmas people, I forgot who, uh, posted a picture of it on Twitter the other day. And I was like, oh, man, I had that. I loved uh, John's mom. She was just the best. Mm -hmm. Christmas at her house was magical. The movie was written by Temple Matthews also. Nothing really notable except for the 2016 movie uh, Holiday Breakup, which I'd never heard of, but may make its way to our list when we feel like eventually (laughs) torturing ourselves. Uh, So let's go through the cast. Mariah Carey is the voice of herself as an adult, reflecting on her youth. Brenna Yeed is the young Mariah. Um, I didn't know her from anything at all, but she's done a lot of Nickelodeon stuff recently, including the Nickelodeon Ho Ho Ho, uh, Ho, Ho Holiday Special and Sizzling Summer Camp Special. And she's been on the School of Rock series on Nickelodeon. And she had a, a part on one episode of How I Met Your Mother. Did you guys watch that show? I did. No, I never watched it. Hmm. Did you, Tom? I did. And then I didn't. And then I watched it to, when it came to an end. Uh, and I wasn't very happy. I was about to say, were you, did you fall in the unhappy camp or the happy camp? The very unhappy camp. Oh, the very unhappy camp. That's a bad mm-hmm. camp. The finale and got annoyed. She was in the finale. <laughs> I got tired of the same. It, had the, it was one of these shows that had the same story every week. Some sucker gets love struck. He swoons over a girl for several weeks and then they break up and he's depressed. And then he gets, oh, anyway, I won't get into that. Story of my life before I settled down. Really? <laughs> I was. Uh, I know it's hard now to see past the cynical exterior, but I was that romantic love struck you know full of hope young man always falling for girls and getting my heart broken before the right one wandered into my life and now this podcast has hardened me we've heard the makings of a good hallmark movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah julia i'll let you write that movie for me so what i'm hearing is you were a happy optimistic young man and then you met sarah and it's all Gave. So Sarah, if you're listening, know that we don't we don't blame you. <laughs> and then we have playing Mariah's grandfather, Henry Winkler, the Fawn. Uh, the only character I liked in this movie. Yeah. yeah by, far that. Favorite, by far my favorite. I saw so, the Fawn story on the show, right? Hmm? When I ran into the Fonz on Christmas Eve, did I tell you this story? Now that's <laughs> the making of a Hallmark movie. Tell us a story. No, you definitely have not told this one. <laughs> I and didn't, I didn't, I didn't tell you when I was at the mall doing last minute Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve because I left it really late one year and I saw Henry Winkler walking in my direction and I couldn't remember his, his name. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was thinking, he was coming, I was like, darn it what's his name so he's like halfway past me i'm like i gotta say something so i was just like hey oh you didn't you weren't that guy <laughs> oh gosh you Cardinal sin. <laughs> he stopped looked over his shoulder at me and said yeah i've never heard that one before and then kept walking oh my god <laughs> that is amazing i'm glad you did it <laughs> So glad Poor that guy. I mean, decided to go. <laughs> oh, oh my oh. god! I love I love him on Arrested Development. 
<laughs> that reminds me of another story that's not my personal story, but <laughs> did you ever hear Ed Helms for Andy on The Office tell the story about these guys, this time uh, he ran into a fan at the airport? Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, he was walking, he was trying to catch a flight, and he was in a rush, and this fan was like, Andy, Andy, can we get a picture with you? And he said he had like five minutes to get to his terminal and he was and he was like i'm sorry i'm in a rush and the guy said to him wow you're a riddit douchebag oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he said that he, at that moment he was like you know what just for that i'm gonna stop and take a picture let's do this. <laughs> I want to say that there's a way that I could like this plot line. I just don't know a kid wanting a dog. Um, It doesn't match the song at all. No. The song is not about a dog. (laughs) If it is, uh, that's a weird relationship you want to have with a dog. Um, I feel like if the kid was... So with A Christmas Story, right? Ralphie wants a BB gun. It's a normal kid wish. A dog is too. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you're a kid and you know one of your family members is allergic to the dog, you just kind of let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, that is awful. They made yeah. this child too old. <laughs> like, if she was younger, I still wouldn't have liked it. But if she was too old for how they made her behave, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. And, but, like, you, taught, you just called her a selfish brat. Out of all the movies we covered, she had to be the most unbearable child in any of them. By I far. Mean, just yeah. so, totally like no no redeeming qualities. And Kevin McAllister wished his family away and was happy when they disappeared. <laughs> this girl had no redeeming qualities. <laughs> she sighed. Like 90% of her dialogue was... <sighs> I feel like this movie, you know how around the holidays, they, all those like animal shelters put out the warnings, like animals are not gifts because your kids will get tired of them after a month. Mm-hmm. This movie could be the poster for <laughs> the video they send out with those ads because this is exactly why you shouldn't get a kid a pet for Christmas. Yeah. And I get yeah. it. She grew to like the dog, but you know what? If I saw her behaving like that with that one dog – after the month ended or whatever the trial period was like, I'd be like, guess what? You're not getting the new one. She grew to like the dog, but not didn't change her mind after she'd been so terrible to him and he disappeared until after she saw that other kid was potentially wanting the dog she's been waiting for. And then she's like, okay, actually, I love the dog. No. As parents, what would you two, what would you guys be like if your kid even acted like an iota of that child in this movie? Um, I, I and I'm not saying I know you're both decent enough people. Your kid would never act like that. But I mean, like, what, what? Ellie did at the store this week. What did you do? <laughs> sort of. We were. She really wanted us to get something, and we're, we're like, no, Ellie, and and. She's like, but I want it. And I, Christine told her, well, you, we don't always get what we want, honey. And Ellie looked at her and she said, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> she's young enough for that flies. But she's, she's two and a half, not right. yeah, 12 this girl or 14 is. or however old this girl is. Wait, she wasn't 14, was she? How old was she supposed to be? I don't know be? how old she was supposed to be. I was guessing like 10 or nine. Either way, still five years too old for how she was behaving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, 
I don't even know how to answer that. What would I do if my kid was like that? I <laughs> There was nobody that I liked in this movie except the dog and the grandpa. 100% and so the grandpa agree. annoyed me a little bit a few times, but and I didn't mind the grandma either. She just didn't get near as much of a part in it, but I really like that grandpa. And why did they have to have the dog puking so much? Why? Why was that a thing? I have no clue. Oh, have y'all had puppies? Dang. No. I never had one that puked that much. The, the reason I didn't like the dog in this film is because we have a dog that I don't like in real life named Buddy. Named after Buddy the Elf. Um, and he's a terrorist. And he looks very much like this dog. And he was... Has for, he's five years old and has been very much like this dog. And when he was a puppy, he ate everything. And he did vomit everywhere on everything. I'll take him in uh, if you don't like him, Tom. Huh? I'll take him if you don't like him. Will you? I will. I want a dog. Let's talk this one through. <laughs> I don't know how to ship a dog to, to New York, but I will find a way. Hey, hey next, time, next time you're out here for business or whatever, you know, just bring him along. Go on the plane. We'll make a trade. But, yeah, the, the one part of the story I liked was this grandpa whose whole family were a bunch of jerks to him. Yeah. All he wanted to do was decorate the house. Mm-hmm. And since he couldn't, and for some reason he was also spineless and acquiesced to everything his family said must be a thing with the people in her family um he tormented his neighbor by messing with his displays and i need to find if those light bulbs are real uh, for those of you who haven't seen the film he has a light bulb that's a d blinker you put it in a strand of lights and it stops blinking and so there's a scene where he's on the roof in the middle of all of these lights putting in the d blinker <laughs> Yeah, the mom was awful. She wouldn't let her kids have any fun at Christmas and was a total dictator when it came to Christmas fun. The kids were obnoxious. The dad was right out of the 80s with his mustache. Oh, his his skinny mustache. And the fact that he was half the time violently allergic to dogs, but then the other half the time, like, they didn't bother him at all. You mean when the dog actually brought the dog in? Right. Exact. Bizarre. Um... Her friends she's trying to impress were not, I mean, I don't, like there's no other character in this movie that I like. <laughs> you know what? The, the movie lies as well. When I really knew that this movie was not something I was going to like was when it tried to, for whatever reason, play off that Santa's favorite cookies were butterscotch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows Santa loves decorated sugar cookies and chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Santa's not a butterscotch fan. What do you think Santa would do to that elf she imagined who just goes to collect the mail and trips and all the letters go flying into the wind and oh, he doesn't get any elf of too. <laughs> oh. Not my elf. Speaking of creepy, it's it's they weren't creepy, but I just can't stand this animation style. No. Nope. Nope. And the first time I watched it, five seconds in, I was like Oh, God. I hope the animation style is indicative of the quality of movie I'm getting myself into, but 
It was. It was. <laughs> the CGI animation they, they're doing to, to just crank out kids' shows like nobody's business is really lowering the quality of cartoons in general. The storylines, the mm-hmm. dialogue, everything about them is just getting worse and worse. And I think it's because they're, they're cranking so many out. The thing I couldn't stand about the animation style here were those weird lines in the kids' eyes. I didn't like the hair, especially her hair, where like the bottom part moved, but the top part was a helmet. And it just... Uh. I didn't like the voiceover. Like, this is supposed to be an adult reflecting on this incident in her childhood. And she didn't show any, like, I was a stupid kid. She didn't show any, like, uh, oh, looking back on it, like, you know. Or laughter or, you know, it was all very one note. Yeah. Like she, may have, she may have seemed like she was perfectly normal the way she behaved. Instead of, yeah. like, in a grown woman saying, oh, what an idiot I was back then. Or, it's like, you know. Right. Well, maybe yes. that's how Mariah Carey still is. We can ask Nick Cannon. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine being married to her? I don't know no. anything about her as a person because I never cared to learn. And that's probably why I still like her music. I only know she's married to Nick Cannon. I mean, my impression of her is just what she puts out there. So the queen bee type persona. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, like, she puts it out there and that's, I mean... That, mm, I'm not a fan. So I don't want to be all negative here. I do have some positives with this film. Mm-hmm. And I have to dig for these positives. I mean, I didn't really have to dig, but I want to make sure to mention positives because, again, Charlene has been so good to us. I, want, I don't want to completely destroy her. Maybe that makes me disingenuous, but I don't think so because I did like these think these parts are okay so one i thought the town looked very christmassy with mm-hmm. the snow and i liked the way the, the lights on the houses and everything like it looked like christmas it felt like christmas the town mm-hmm. um i can agree yeah majorly and um i said earlier i like the dog and the grandpa mm-hmm. um and the giant set piece at the end i like the song so i didn't mind it when they're all searching the town for the dog to all i want for christmas is you but you know they've been building to the whole movie because that's the name of the movie you're just waiting for it the whole time for them Mm -hmm. to drop this song and i liked it so and they drop it three times with three renditions in the last 18 minutes of the movie (laughs) they're pushing that button hard Okay, so, so the time I like it is when they're searching for the dog. <laughs> um, I loved the the gazebo and the snow. It was just perpetually snowy, which was perfect. Um, the streamers that go down Main Street, always loved it when small towns do that. So yeah, the atmosphere worked for me. Um, didn't Even love the, the underlying- animation, but I really like the decorations. Even the underlying, like, it's not memorable in the slightest, but the underlying just background music, like the, it sounded like Jingle Bells and stuff like that, you know. Mm. Uh, like the, just, I don't want to call it a score because I don't feel like movies like this have a score. It's just music <laughs> to put under a scene. Right. But uh, they, it, it sounded just like upbeat and Christmassy enough, but mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have Man. any positives, Tom? Oh, you like you agreed about the light, the atmosphere, right? And the grandpa, I liked him. <laughs> but yep, that sums it up. Who else thought it was totally hilarious that Mariah Carey showed video clips in the post 
credits or no during the credits the final credits of her <laughs> from Christmas years ago I imagine when she filmed the video for this song I didn't watch the credits so oh man it just really was icing on the cake <laughs> it's just, this is an altar for Mariah Carey this entire movie in about every form she can put it in I wonder if the book was the same like as much of an altar to her well she wrote it right I'm sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, did the book sell enough to justify this movie? Or did they put the movie into production at the same time and just count on the brand of this, the brand name to do, sell both of them? I could see I, that being a very real possibility. Uh, they the came book- out, yeah, simultaneously together. You can buy <laughs> the movie with the book shrink wrapped to it. Um, the book came out in 2015 oh. and has a total of 70 Amazon reviews. Oh, gosh. <laughs> What's the average rating out of curiosity? It's a five star. <laughs> Are they all her family members to review this book? Are they board books? Uh, it is a book that is hardcover. Oh, she's really going for the uh, charge here. 32 pages. And it's $14 or $6 on Kindle format. Well, I know I'm getting you both for Christmas this year. Oh, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to shrink wrap the book, the movie, and the se- <laughs> and the single together and send them both to you. <laughs> You're an awful person, Anthony. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> you love me, really? <laughs> You offered to be my emergency contact. I did offer to be your emergency. It has 115, the book has 115 reviews on Goodreads and an average score of 3.8. Wow. People are loving this book. Um, I may may have to go to Barnes & Noble and just read it in five minutes and see what I'm missing. (laughs) And I'll report back. The reviews, the actual reviews are really positive. And it also includes a special Christmas letter from Mariah to her fans. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> it's consistent with the brand. Oh man! <laughs> Wait, Is that equivalent so- to us saying us saying we would sign the Polar Express. <laughs> <laughs> um, out of curiosity, what did this movie get? What's this movie's? Uh, Average uh, star rating on Amazon. I didn't even notice. By the way, I hope all of our listeners know this is available for free on Amazon Prime and nobody paid to rent this. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> it has 154 reviews and it's four and a half stars, 4.4 stars. On Amazon? On Amazon Prime. Oh. And on IMDb, it is 5.4 stars out of 10. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it is has an audience score of 55% and does not have any critics. <laughs> so Amazon, people who agree with the Amazon score, let us know what we're missing here. Because I'm baffled. I would imagine the the relationship between loving the song and loving the movie is consistent. I love the song. 
Not for everybody, but you're also, not everybody is a movie critic on a podcast about Christmas movies and is used to, you know, watching them Uh, with a critical eye. I wonder if the people who gave it good reviews maybe watched it with young kids who liked it. Possibly. I watched it with a young kid who seemed to like it. Did she? Yes. So so maybe that kind of like impacted people's uh, views a bit because they're not, like you said, we're not all movie critics. Guys, let's let's rate this movie. Wait, does it pass the Linus test? I think this is the closest we've ever come to an anti-Linus test. <laughs> she had no growth. She did not learn her lesson at all in the end. <laughs> uh, it had nothing to do with Christmas at the end. Uh, also, okay, I'm sorry, on Christmas Eve, the principal of your school is going to come help you because a dog that's not really your dog is missing. We didn't get to that. The entire town rallies together to help her. All these kids come with their dogs. Um, but, and yet, that's one of these scenes I liked. I like the town coming together to that song. Looking. Did you like watching Grandma bend down to look under the fake Christmas tree? They had to animate the Christmas tree as a fake tree. And it's a fake tree that's like two feet off the ground with no, st- no real stand under it. Why did they have to bend down to look at it? <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> so let's read five. Thing. I have to pull up my scores. Hold on. I would rather watch live action Grinch a dozen times than watch this one more time. So Anthony, oh, now that we've seen movies, God. now that we've seen movies like this, do you feel like maybe you were a little harsh on Arthur Christmas? <laughs> we're, we're getting to our year anniversary special and I want to dedicate a few minutes to Arthur Christmas. In it. I want you to, I want you to rewatch that before our anniversary special. Well, I, I think it's fun. You, well, you said in a previous episode, uh, I cannot wait to pull all the quotes of Anthony ranting about Arthur Christmas <laughs> and quoting him directly <laughs> in that special. <laughs> I clearly did not rank a very Brady Christmas low enough because I definitely like this more than that. So 2.35. I'm going to give this a 0.0001. I'd rather watch Star Wars Christmas over this. That brings our rating down to 0.95. So I think that puts it in second to last place. No, it does. Nope. Nope. It does not. It puts it at number 31 in between I'll Be Home for Christmas and Santa Sleigh. Did you really like One Magic Christmas more than this movie? I did. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. Oof. That was a rough one. Charlotte, I love you. Which is just right around the corner. It is. Two weeks from dropping this. That's crazy. That is crazy. It's been in a year, almost. Um, do we have any positive Christmas news to put in here? Well, I'm, I told Tom and Julia this earlier before our listeners. I'm on a business trip right now, and I was in our corporate offices for training, and I uh, walked by somebody's cubicle, and they had the lug lamp from a Christmas story up. Year round, so I guess. Great. So, letting their Christmas freak flag fly all year round. It's so I, hard to say, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. It's really so hard to say. So I appreciated that. Oh, and I ordered a few new Christmas mugs. Oh, oh, you did. What are they? 
Are they surprise. moving? It's a surprise. So you're gonna, they're going to have to make an appearance on the show when they come in. For all of our, hey, you're straight up mugless tonight. I am. No, no mugs in Pittsburgh. Thing. No mugs till Pittsburgh. <laughs> Get it? Right, just sleep till Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> For all of our British listeners, John Lewis has said they're already be planning for Christmas 2019. Mm. So they are way ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. An article on how to get 11 days off at Christmas by just using four days of vacation time. It's like his Christmas falls on him. I actually did that this year. <laughs> I'm going it's a to Tuesday. Yeah. So I took off those days. It was confirmed. I'm excited. Other Christmas news. I saw on Instagram the Rockettes are auditioning new girls for the Christmas Spectacular coming up this year. Uh, Disney debuted a new Nutcracker trailer in front of Christopher Robin, which I saw. Oh, is it good? Christopher Robin. Well, I saw your comment on Christopher Robin. I'm mm-hmm. actually more interested on if the trailer is good. The trailer, it was more of the same. Oh, it was okay. The Christopher but I mean, Robin they showed they showed they showed a little bit more, but yeah. I'm glad they didn't show a lot more because you know I don't want to see too much of a movie before going in. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that one up. I'm excited about well, non-Christmas news, but it will feel like Christmas in November is when the new Mary Poppins movie comes out. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited about that. Non-Christmas news, well, the Target by me is full out in Halloween mode right now. Whoa. Ours hasn't hit it yet. I was there yesterday and it was not. Yeah. Yeah. I was super excited to go in and saw it all behind the back to school stuff. Mm. So that Christmas creep is getting earlier some places. I'm all for that. Yep. Let's bring it on. If any of you listeners have the Christmas creep showing up in your cubicles or if you let your freak flag fly all year long, like our friend with the leg lamp, um, share your pictures with us. We're all over the social medias. You can find us on Facebook at Tis the Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Tis the Pod. Uh, we have a subreddit at... Yep. You can find us on Reddit at r slash tis the podcast. Um, we're super active on there, or Anthony and Tom are super active on there with some of our awesome listeners. Um, we are also on Instagram at tis the podcast. We'd love to see your pictures and you can see some of ours. And um, we have a website at tis the podcast.com where we have our ranking of our favorite and not favorite movies. And if you want more tis the podcast content for as little as a dollar per month, you can get access to bonus episodes via our Patreon. Um, our newest one actually just went up the other last week. It was the extended Harry Potter episode. Um, so the episode we dropped on iTunes was edited down to literally just all of the Christmas talk. And we talk about the series as the series as a whole in the extended episode. And if you're a Potterhead, You'll want to check it out because the three of us love the series, so we had a good conversation there. Um, if Harry Potter's, movie. yeah, books and movies. And if Harry Potter's not your thing, there are other episodes up there. We have 
an episode on Hocus Pocus, an episode covering the comedy Clue, which is Tom's first time watching that, and an extended Office Christmas episode in which we discuss that series as a whole outside of Christmas as well. And we have lots of good content coming up on there. The Friends Thanksgiving episodes, American Christmas commercials, foreign Christmas commercials, lots of good stuff. So check that out at patreon.com slash is the podcast and next week just so you all know we are covering the instant netflix classic christmas <laughs> prince Tom, do you want to review what netflix said about this movie last year on twitter <laughs> um i don't remember what they said on twitter i do remember they had somebody who had watched it some ridiculous amount of times um and they they tweeted to that person and said who hurt you <laughs> yeah to the person that watched christmas prince blah blah times in the last blah blah days who hurt you <laughs> and if you happen to be listening to our podcast right now please write in and maybe we'll have you on the episode because oh. <laughs> i'm really interested to talk to you yeah all we thought when we when we read that twitter message was that sounds like somebody we need to have on the podcast have either of you guys watched this movie yet out of curiosity i have not nope there's i have not either the actual tweet was to the 53 people who have watched a Christmas Prince every day for the past 18 days. Who hurt you? <laughs> That's just so great. Oh man. So one did of you 53 may be listening. Did you guys hear what, what net, what lifetime said? No. no. Net lifetime replied. If Netflix doesn't want you, there's always room on our couch. And if Christmas princes aren't your thing, we've got cuties, serial killers, queen pins, and babysitters gone bad. We're not here to judge. <laughs> That's awesome. That is pretty epic. <laughs> if you're listening to this episode on the day it drops, we have only 133 days until Christmas. Which is only 19 weeks. We're under 20. Can you believe that? I can't believe we're under 139. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, God. Have you guys bought your Christmas presents yet? I have bought some of them. I have too. Mm -hmm. Target had a big clearance of kids stuff, so we stocked up for Ellie and Ooh. for our uh, Angel Tree Christmas this year. Yay, look at us all on the ball. I thought it was usually just Anthony that had his Christmas shopping done before Christmas. Before 133 days before Christmas. Also, guys, so both of you will be receiving something in the mail for me in soon, but don't open it because you're getting the same thing. And I wanted to open it on air, on camera. Oh, fun. Is it a mug? On microphone, sorry, not camera. <laughs> it'll be the it'll be the camera for us. It's just we don't let everybody see our awful hair at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys.
is we're only 141 days out from Christmas. Which is 20 weeks. Guys, that's right around the corner. Next week, it'll be 19 weeks. We'll be under 20. I can't believe that. I can't believe we're almost at a year for our podcast, guys. Me either. It's gone by so fast. Wait, 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 wait. Were those dates changed? Because I see they were the same in Harry Potter. Uh, I thought Harry Potter said 148 in 21 weeks. I'm looking at the outline now. Oh, wait, but you changed the Harry Potter outline. Because it says all I want for Christmas is you in there. I don't know. I, it's a, it was a copy of it. I don't know. Yes, that is updated. <laughs> to answer your question. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. No, 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 no. I updated that from the spirit of Christmas. My bad. Hold on. <gasps> We're at 19 weeks, guys. <gasps> Time to step forward. <laughs> and 134 days. Crap, oh, my God, guys. So close. That's amazing. All right, let's redo that. Wait, right? Hold on. 40, yeah. We're gonna you said 134 days. Wait a minute. No, because that's what Harry Potter would be at 141 days, right? And 19 yep. weeks. It's 134. It's 134 and 19. Okay. So, Julie, do you want to go? Also exciting news, maybe the most exciting news. We have 134 days until Christmas. And we are officially under 20 weeks. We only have 19 weeks to go. Oh, my gosh. Our timing is off, guys. We're off somehow. There are 139 days from today. <laughs> guys, we're from English today. majors. We're not math majors. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're, I should not be in charge of budgeting I anything. That's so true. (laughs) Oh, yeah, so it's 139 days today. (laughs) Is it 19 weeks? I don't think so. I think it's going to be 18 weeks. I'm trying to find a... It's 19 weeks today. 19 weeks and six days. Okay, so 19 weeks when... So it still still will be 19 days. So we're 132 days. 130, 133, right? 133? <laughs> I don't know. Just tell me what to say. Why is this so hard? That's what she's okay. <laughs> okay, so tomorrow will be 138. Thursday will be 137. Friday will be 136. Saturday will be 135. Sunday will be 134. Monday will be 135. <laughs> What? You said 135. It's 133 on Monday. Oh my gosh. Whatever. What? It's 133. Julia, it's 133 and 19 weeks. Most exciting. <laughs> Sorry. Tom, if this episode runs short, can you please leave all this in so they know how bad they are at math? That would be hilarious. I'll put it well, I'll put it well after the end of the music. <laughs> put the Benny Hill music under it. Oh my god. Put the music. What? Put the what music? Benny Hill. Thank you.
best news I've heard all day is only (laughs) (laughs) which time (laughs) I'm sorry. 